I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, first things first, my parents owned two houses. They decided to keep the old house when they bought a new one so they could rent it out. The old house was in a decent area but was on the edge of the not-so-good part of the city, so it attracted a lot of the wrong crowd when my parents put it up for rent. So after the horror story of the first tenant, who used a stupid loophole in our state to live there for free for six months, my parents found a single woman with temporary foster kids who was interested, and let's call her bad tenant. Now, the woman seemed really nice at first, housing kids who needed a home and selling homemade tacos from her taco cart. My parents did a background check and see that her income from the state for the kids should cover the rent and figure that her side hustle will also help her out. Everything is signed and she moves in with her kids immediately. Now, the wrongdoing. Bad Tenant had decided to take in a lot more kids given that our house was larger than her previous one. And I have nothing against these kids. They're just victims, but they tore that house to shreds. Now, I remember countless times of going with my dad to the house and handing him tools while he fixed a variety of broken things, especially the toilets and the plumbing. Eventually, my dad had enough and told her that all the maintenance he was doing was one, not required since the house was in perfect condition when she moved in, and two, this was caused by way too many kids in the house. Now, this pissed off the bad tenant and she stopped paying her rent. Now, just some backstory. My dad is a fair and reasonable guy, and I have never seen him give attitude to anybody, let alone yell. But my mother, however, is your typical Hispanic mother who doesn't take crap from anybody. So with that being said, my mom took me with her to pick up the rent, where bad tenant said some nasty things to my mom and she kinda lost it. The screaming match was awful, but there was no physical contact on either end, and it ended up with bad tenant saying that she wasn't gonna pay a cent until my dad comes back and continues doing all the maintenance he was doing. Now bad tenant was dead serious about this, and my parents had to take her to court. I later learned that she only did this in order to stay at the house a little longer without having to pay rent. My parents were pissed. This was the second time a tenant had gotten away without paying rent. At this point, I need to say that I truly love my dad, but my mom is the most dedicated person I know. If she wants something, she'll find a way to get it. My mom was born and raised in Central America. She traveled all the way to the US, went to school, learned English on her own, supported her brothers, and worked all the time. With that being said, my mom was not going to let this woman take advantage of us. Now, the first thing she did was head to child services with the photos of the house condition, courtesy of my father, who always took photos of the house when he went over for maintenance. They looked it over and thanked my mom profusely for the evidence and told them that they would look into it. Next, my parents got a lawyer who collected all the photos we took before she moved in to prove the house's condition before she moved in. Now, I wasn't in the courtroom, but from what dad told me, that was the most satisfying thing he's ever seen. So, Bad Tenant's lawyer was a huge joke and was obviously the cheapest lawyer around. Bad Tenant and her lawyer basically tried lying for every point they made. My dad and his lawyer simply pulled out a photo or message completely destroying their argument. Eventually, Bad Tenant was contradicting herself and the judge rules in my parents' favor. Now, my parents knew that they were not going to see a dime from the lady given that she no longer could house the kids. 
Whoops. It also turns out that she was using her mother's name so she could house even more kids, so she was gonna answer to that too. Double whoops. And lastly, just to put the cherry on the cake, my parents put a lien on her taco cart so she couldn't make money that way either. Now, this might not be enough for the sub, but you guys need to understand that my parents are hard-working people, who made something of themselves when given nothing. Low-life scum shouldn't take advantage of hard-working people, or this might happen. My friends, that was definitely pro-revenge to me. I feel so bad for those kids who were basically used so that woman could get money from the state. So OP never comes back with any updates or anything and doesn't say what the charges are, but I hope that woman is locked away for a very, very long time. Like, I can't imagine it ending well for her after she fraudulently used her mother's name so she could house more foster kids. She is such a horrible human being. Now, about three years ago, I worked as part of an academic support network at a school, which had a summer camp. At the summer camp, I met this girl named Carissa, which is not her real name. Now, Carissa was a closeted lesbian, and she was very scared of her parents finding out due to her parents' extreme political and narcissistic views. Now, I had dealt with this situation a few times, but not on this extreme of a level. Her parents were so far off the end of the scale that I dared not to say anything about politics or religion, in fear of starting an inquisition. These people made Westboro look like normal people. To give an example, they had complete control over her phone, her emails, her text, and pretty much every other route of communication. So when they decided that one of her friends was too Jewish, they basically deleted him from her life and forced her to cut all contact. They called the program and rearranged her schedule so that she would never see him. Later, we found out that they had filed a false anonymous complaint against him so he wouldn't be invited back. Overnight, they removed him from her life. And this was not the last kid they did this with. Carissa was terrified of her parents, but they owned her. And there was no way to escape, short of suddenly becoming an adult. Now, I was seriously worried about her, to the point where I bought her an emergency prepaid phone, which I told her to hide from her parents. This was undoubtedly the best decision I've ever made. So fast forward to January, Carissa's struggling with the stress of everything, and says something innocuous in a group chat along the lines of, Good thing I don't have to worry about boys, lol. Now after that, we suddenly stop hearing responses from her. The cell phone that I bought her goes offline. I tried calling her house to see if she's okay, but her parents would always pick up and say that there's no one with that name at this address, and then they would hang up. Her classmate says that she doesn't show up for class that day, and she doesn't show up to class for a few days. Alarm bells are going off for everyone. And then I get the call from Carissa. She's in a state of panic saying, Please, come pick me up. I was kicked out. It's so cold outside. My parents won't let me back inside, and I don't have anywhere to go. Now, hearing this enraged me. I'm the closest, and I had a car, so I took off to go pick her up. I was driving in blowing heavy snow in far below freezing weather. Now, I won't say that the rage and panic fueled me, but I will say that it got me there in one piece. I have never ever driven a car as recklessly, as hard, or as fast as I did that day. Carissa was in trouble, and I needed to get to her fast. When I got there, she was huddled under a tarp, barefoot, in pajamas, at the foot of her house's stairs. The parents saw my car and rush out to scream at me for corrupting their daughter with devil-worshipping ideas and taking their child from the path of God. They went completely psycho. I asked them how they could kick their own child out of the house and leave her in nothing but pajamas in blizzard conditions. And then comes the critical sentence, a direct quote. They say, She's not our daughter anymore. You godless heathens ruined her mind. Now, I'm going to pause this for a moment to preface everything that happens from this point on. 
This is not a pro-atheist or an anti-Christian post. These whack-job parents are the furthest thing from human I've ever seen. Do not use them as generalization for the religion, or a bandwagon to sell your ideals. Now with that said, Carissa is freezing and scared. She runs to my car and she gets in. The parents start to get aggressive and hostile towards me, so I make a few things very clear to them. 1. I am recording everything they say. I have a camera on my car and my phone. 2. I also have a police officer on the way. As I called the cops before I arrived, due to not feeling safe and the situation that Carissa was in. And 3. I'm leaving and never coming back. Carissa will be coming with me since she's no longer considered their daughter. Now at this point, they start to argue with me about how she can be cured by methods that range from dubious to straight up illegal. And I'm done. I get back in my car while they're screaming at me and head back down the driveway. The cop arrives and I have a short chat and he recommends we go to the police station ASAP to prevent the parents from saying that I kidnapped her. I told him that we need to get her to a hospital first, and after a 6 hour hospital visit for her hypothermia and her minor frostbite, we arrive. All of my video and audio recordings are entered in the official records, and the officer's dashcam footage and Carissa's ER reports are filed away. Now, I didn't know it at the time, but all of this would prove to be essential in court later. The lawyer I personally know specifically deals with cases like hers for free, and he's very, very good at it. There was a lot of legalese, and a long process, and a lot of angry exchanges that I didn't really understand or participate in, but two years later, Carissa was emancipated. I got to be a witness, and that recording and the ER report cinched the case, proving neglect. Now, the parents didn't try to argue against it, saying that they didn't want their daughter anyway, as she was corrupt. Carissa's older half-brother learned what was happening during the first year, and supported her financially while she was in school. It wasn't much of a fight. The parents represented themselves and tried to have the case dropped on religious grounds, which isn't a thing. So after this, the revenge started and Carissa did not hold back. During proceedings, it was discovered that the parents had been using their children's social security cards for loans, credit, bank accounts, and other sketchy stuff. They were already going to jail for that, but Carissa took it to the next level. Now, these were the things that Carissa told me after the fact. And I wasn't involved in this part, but the following is approximately what happened from what I've been told and remember. One of the things that had been purchased under her name was her father's truck. Carissa reports that missing, since she was technically the owner of the truck. So the police pulls the father over and confiscates the truck as stolen, because his name wasn't in the title and he was charged for Grand Theft Auto. The mother's credit cards were all the same, all under Carissa's name. But Carissa just cancelled them and declared identity theft. This froze some of her mother's bank accounts, which were also under her social security number. Now the family was already in chaos, but Carissa cranked it up to 11. Due to the social security number, Carissa was listed as the main contact for the family's cell phone and internet plans, and she cancelled both. She also called in repossessions on everything that had been bought under her social security number. All I do know is that they became social pariahs in town after that. The stores banned the parents for their increasingly violent attempts at converting people and people they knew for years turned on them. And both parents lost their jobs when word got out of what they did to their kids. By the time Carissa was done, the parents were sent to jail for fraud, identity theft, and numerous other crimes. In the end, Carissa's siblings went to live with their half-brother since he was the closest living relative. The parents lost all rights to visitation, as the state nullified their parental rights and gave guardianship to the half-brother, mostly due to the criminal charges. But the real revenge might just be that as the sentencing was carried out, Carissa flips the parents off in front of the judge, and the judge just laughs at the parents' attempt to claim that that was hate speech. That was a wild tale and the parents definitely got what they deserved. 
Ugh, the part where the parents disowned her and threw her outside, in nothing but pajamas, without shoes on, in a blizzard, completely broke my heart, guys. And I'm glad Carissa went scorched earth on her parents, though. That was pretty badass when she took down the very people who tried to destroy her. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So this story took place 17 years ago. At that time, I was 20 years old and dated my first true love. We had been together for two years and everything was just great. Her mother really liked me and she had her own company that creates fashion clothes for kids. So she made a ton of money. They needed someone to help drive one of their trucks and she came up with the idea to hire me because I was unhappy with the job I had. So as a win-win situation, I accepted her offer and we started to work together. The job was okay, even though I had to work a huge amount of overtime. She had a store, a huge storage facility, and two trucks. One that I drove, and a bigger delivery one. I worked for her for like a year, and in that time I knew every single thing about the company, including some dirty secrets, which later comes in handy. So after a year is where things took a huge turn. I find out that my girlfriend cheats on me with her ex, and as a result, I broke up with her instantly. Now, it was an ugly situation, and after it went down, I called her mother and told her what was going on and that I don't want to mix things up with business, and I'll still be there for work. Now, the mom told me that everything's alright, but of course, she ended up siding with her daughter. I went to work and acted as a professional should, keeping all the drama aside. However, soon after, she singled me out and started to look for mistakes so she can discipline me. This has been going on for months, and I realized that she's just waiting for an excuse to fire me, but I wasn't going to give her that reason so easily. She was pissed that she couldn't find any big mistakes, and the small ones she often made up was not enough to terminate me. So she came up with a plan to have me fired. Now on the truck, we had a power generator, which could work in two ways. It can either be run on gas, or it can be plugged in when we're at storage but the power generator wasn't something you can buy. They hired an electrician for it, and it was wired poorly, so we had to flip a switch all the time if we used it with a cable connection. Otherwise, it would burn down. So as I loaded the truck, a coworker flips the switch that wasn't supposed to be on, and after a few minutes, the lights were gone, and I noticed that something's wrong. The machine burnt out, but of course I knew I didn't forget the switch because I had been loading the truck for an hour, and it only takes 10 minutes tops for the machine to burn out, so it couldn't have been me. Now, the mom did not even hear me out. She starts yelling at me, and she fires me on the spot, stating that she's going to pay for the repairs out of my last check, so don't expect any money from her. Now, I didn't take that lightly, and I told her that I don't think you want to go this way with me, but she refused to listen. It took me a few days to cool down, and I truly wanted to give her a last chance. 
I called her and told her that I definitely didn't flip the switch to break the machine and I feel that something fishy was going on and that she set me up to terminate me. I told her if she pays me my last check that I'll call it an end and we don't have to see each other ever again. So long story short, she told me to pound sand, so I came up with a plan. Now because I knew that her store didn't have proper working bathrooms, which was illegal in my country, I decided to report this, and they closed the shop because of the violation and told her that she can't open up until they do have a bathroom. She called me right away asking me if I had something to do with this, and I laughed and told her, didn't I tell you that you don't want to go this way with me? And then I hung up. Also, with this company, we worked so much overtime, way over the legal limit, so I reported her to the labor board. All the records were checked, and they gave the company a brutal fine. A few hours went by, and my phone rings. She then calls me and asked if we could talk it over and even mentioned giving me my last paycheck, but I shut her down immediately. I told her it's too late for that. I then called the fire department and told them that the wires they had in the walls of the store were outdated, which caused short circuits daily, and that they only have two fire extinguishers for the whole place when they should have at least 12 to 15. So on that very day, they had to close the storage as well. So she lost a place where she can make money for months until they get everything up to code, which costs a lot of money. Now because of the fine she got, she couldn't afford to make these changes of course. A few months later, the business shut down. All she had to do was not be petty and stayed professional, but she didn't and she ended up losing her business. Guys listen, the fact that she sided with her daughter who literally cheated on OP makes the revenge a little bit sweeter. And what kind of business doesn't have a working bathroom? Ugh. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash pro revenge. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. And if you did, do hit that like button. If you missed the last episode I did, I will link it right here. A Karen T-Bones OP's car and destroys it. And then she lies to the cops. Check it out if you haven't. And I'll see you guys in the next one. I love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.